I was saying today that, you know, it's, I've had the privilege over these years to travel to many countries throughout the world. And I have also the privilege of meeting many people who are regarded as students of philosophy and religion, and they study uh, assiduously. They, 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 they study with full attention and dedication uh, religions and philosophy and, you know, Advaita Vedanta and uh, the, the different parts of religion and so on. But I'm often struck uh, by how, how many they have the knowledge, but not the real pulse of truth, not the real fragrance of the spirit. They're not baptized in the Holy Spirit of life. Not struck, not not blasted, not opened up, not turned inside out, just knowledgeable. It won't help you. There has to be something more. There has to be something much more adventurous, something much more risky to step into the fire, to throw yourself over the cliff of your own doubts and hesitation. There has to be something. Something is there that's calling you, and something is inside to resist. And somewhere between this movement, uh, the truth awaits to be to be discovered. You know, and it's just in the beginning. Because once grace sets you on fire, uh, there is very little water to be found to put your fire out. When it is burnt, what is meant to burn then? You're free. It's not enough to study, to imitate, to read books, to be able to recite the spiritual poetry or to or to speak beautiful cliches spiritually. It's nothing at all. If it doesn't get baptized in the heart, consumed in the fire of God. Don't ask how to do it. I don't want to tell you how. There's a truth inside you that doesn't need how. So I don't want anybody to, 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 to deny their power, the capacity to speak with authority and conviction, not just to speak, but to live, you see. I think we have been far many times over-schooled. School has crippled us. Too much education has disabled you, make you relying upon formulas and, you know, just techniques and imitations and pretentiousness. And you forget that you are you are the light of God, the very soul of the universe.
but not as a person. The person is our betrayal, if you believe only in that. Or it can be a joyful mask that consciousness enjoys uh, in order to necessarily, it's not just a mistake, mistake, but a means through which consciousness can taste diversity and to have the taste of transcending and the realization of the self. Because without the body, without consciousness, without the mind, without the sense of individuality, there is no taste of transcendent transcendence. It's just not possible of self-knowledge. There's just the pure innocence beyond even the knowledge or concept of innocence. Which cannot be imagined by the human mind. It's not a kind of war. No, it's not that at all. I gave the example one time because I felt, and I felt it's still good today as an example. That when I was a child growing up in the Caribbean in Jamaica, and I remember an incident where some American tourists came when we were playing in the back street. We have a little road called Love Lane. It's just around the corner from where I live. We used to go and play around here football because there's no traffic there. So American people were passing and I remember one lady saying, Oh, you live in paradise. You live in paradise. But I don't think I even heard the word before this time. Didn't know what it mean. I only knew that it was meant to be something beautiful because I could see the beauty in her face, the joy in her face. I don't know what it means. You live in paradise. You live in paradise. And uh, But the word stayed in me, although I didn't really know what they mean. Maybe because of her joy. And then many years later, I happened to travel out of Jamaica for the first time. And then I lived in England, no, for the second time, because first time I spent just one day in England, back in Jamaica. But anyway, when I did arrive in England, it was another five years or so before I could travel back to Jamaica for my first holiday home. And arriving from Kingston, from the airport, 60 miles through the Blue Mountains, coming into that final turn before my town opens up by this beautiful vista of the Navy Island and the, the, the hills and beautiful space. When I saw this, I felt in my heart, this is paradise. Mm. If you don't have the contrast, you cannot have the appreciation. Where was I before? Maybe, uh, maybe paradise, but not aware of it. Paradise also concept, but that was there, but is no awareness. To have awareness of it, you must have the opposite of it. You must have something else that can give you the contrast, and you can, you cannot know something is beautiful unless you have a concept of something being ugly, or you cannot appreciate joy if you have not felt sorrow. And these things are important in life, and every human being I've, toast, I've tasted walked on both sides of the road. We have to. Easy. So all of this, all of this, is that, all of it. But to really come to the really the, the pure understanding, the pure realization of this, you must know yourself first.
know what it is here. It's behind all this experiencing. Which which aspect of yourself, where, what proportion of yourself is subject to evolution, change, is attached or addicted to some aspect of life. And to find that which is untouched. We are, each one must know this. For me, in my way of looking, this is the highest possibility or attainment of the human version of consciousness is to come to a full living understanding in the heart of what you are. Otherwise, what is this life about? Because everything you taste turn to dust. I don't it, it sounds pessimistic, but for me this is the living thing. This moment we are here. We know the texture, the, 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 the taste, the vibration, the feeling, the love, the space of being here. But this moment as a moment will pass, and you cannot retrieve it. You cannot hold on to it except through the dim lights of memory, which casts its own shadow and its own flavor on top of what really happened. What really happens? There is no such thing as what really happens, for each one is unique. Your investments, our treasures, personally, mean nothing to the next person. Sometimes uh, I would go to a car boot sale, a flea market in London or someplace, and I see uh, things are on sale. You know, oh, you know, you know, this is fifty p, one pound fifty. People's treasured pictures and mementos. You know. Soldiers uh, war medals, yeah, in a box with other coins and sort of like some broken earring made out of plastic and all that stuff. You can have the box for a five, am I? I just want to bring these things to our mind again. How much we clutch at things which are perishable. I've seen photographs of husbands and wives and maybe great great grandparents and stuff. You know, just sort of like wet in the rain, shoveled up after the end at the end of uh, the the market time, thrown in a bin, which were once held to be precious and valuable and so beautiful. There is something that life is showing in all of these things. Something that you value and give your your life, sweat and blood for it, and yet it is all perishable. It's fine, because in their moment everything is fine. Everything is just a photograph of consciousness for the moment. It's okay. But when you understand your nature, the space in which all these images revolve, they come and go, and are seen, tasted, whatever, responded to, then even in their momentariness, they take on a glory, a divine quality to them. But you will never apportion to anything a greater importance than the consciousness you are. This is what is important for me. And there is no need to be proud of nothing to be proud about. Nobody has achieved, and nobody is. This is not any spiritual Olympics here. 
It's just you are discovering what what is what you are. So I'm still wanting to meet anyone who really takes me seriously, takes my word to heart. Let them come alive in your heart as they are in mine. Complacency is something that it's never out of work. It's never out of duty. Something that sets in maybe familiarity or something like that. I don't know what to call it. But I stand before you because I am never dull. My heart is never dull. My light is never dimmed. My joy is never hmm, obstructed. I can never not exist. So let my life be an example for you to find your own life. While we are here together, we laugh and play, and this is fine. It's all part of it. But I don't fall for it. And nor should you. How could God permit that with all this love doesn't guarantee you liberation? The liberation it has to be tasted. It has to be breathed in, aspired for, surrendered into, pursued, introspected. You need to be ready to die for it, because it is worth every moment. Because the Supreme, if I can put it in human words, it wants you to taste the majesty of your own transcending, to feel what it's like, to look and to respond to the invitations of truth and to to say yes and don't be faced by the initial resistances of the mind that paint a picture of hardship and oh it is a strain to find it. these are these are nonsense it's not like that it is a joy transcendence is a joy understanding is a joy <coughs> recognizing the self in its utter simplicity is waking up from the dream the long sleep of ignorance why would you want to miss it why would you want it as a handout? Why not walk hand in hand with the truth? Some things we ask, oh, give me this, give me that. But life wants you to seek it out and to find it, but with huge assistance of grace. This is why I say, God gives you bread, 
don't ask for toast. You see? Loving God makes you eternal. Realizing the self makes you timeless. I say to people, don't be so concerned about yourself. I mean your personal self, personal life. If you have opened your heart up for the full truth, you don't have to worry about your life. And you don't have to just believe blindly in me, what I say to you. Because the words themselves will 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 open up and you will see the fruits of your own surrender, your own trust. You will not have to wait six months, six weeks, six anything. You begin to see. Sometimes the moment you say yes, it is operating in you. If I give a little practical example, I mean, even this. Sometimes we were talking about. Uh, we are talking now today about this film about changing your diet, eating well, and so on. And uh, maybe for a while you wonder, I wonder if I can do one and so on. But as soon as that, not the mental yes, but the heart's yes happens, that's when you feel it. Immediately something's changing already. It doesn't change tomorrow when you have your first juice, it changes now as you say your first yes. Anybody who who lives for the truth knows what I'm speaking. As you choose to change something inside your heart, right there it begins it comes alive, it starts to move. Sometimes people pray for things, and you have to wait for whatever reason. Something, something is like this. When you pray for freedom, with your heart full of trust and devotion, right there you are being set free. It's not oh, I want freedom, Buddha. Ah. Depends. Why not Buddha? Immediately also, it can happen like this: that you somehow everything can drop away. If there's something inside you that you're not committed to, I'll keep on a bit of this though. 
This is why when I say, when you're curious, you learn. But when you're desperate, you discover. Sometimes life has to introduce moments or a certain phase when you run out of moves and you're so you're so 100% for, for the first time. Has anybody ever experienced 100%? Yeah, you don't need uh, uh, you don't need uh, some kind of you know meter to to read hundred percent. Just you just feel something so sure you're undivided, and you feel the power of your own self. But very often we permit or allow ourselves to be that because we entertain the duality like maybe this, maybe that. And most of our lives are maybe, maybe this, maybe not sure, probably. Well, I'll try, but maybe not. You know, we are like this. Sometimes uh, we are fortunate enough to feel the full power, the full conviction of for something, and right there you feel the power in yourself. When you feel like this, the mind stands no chance because you're not open for business. It is such a power. So well, I like to feel powerful like this all the time. Uh, drop I, if you can. Don't be faithful to your I, unless I means God. But if I means you, person, then the very one who wants it is the obstacle. Your eye is a person who wants the truth. Then the very person is the obstacle to truth that it apparently seeks. How to drop? Maybe your question will change. Now some questions pose as truth, but they are just another form of avoidance. Just the mind purchasing more time pretending to seek for something that is actually trying to avoid. Sometimes I want to say, forget everything, drop everything, go back to ground zero, instantly. Because like this, some courage is there, some power is there to understand it and to leave you in complete emptiness. Let's start there and look again from eyes of emptiness and see if there's anything missing of any value to you. Because we believe in our minds, but our minds is continuously building up some kind of psychic cholesterol. No matter how much you think, oh yeah, I'm getting somewhere, but it's still somehow building up noise in the name of truth. Sometimes a slap in the face may bring you home much quicker, quicker than a thousand books. But who will ask for that? 
I don't trust in people who come saying that they know how to do something. I feel much more space in someone who just show up and just says, I don't know, I'm just here. And the only thing I can say is yes. Then there's space in you for the miraculous to reveal itself. If you think you can rely on your mind, on your past and experience, then Tasted the juice from those fruits. Good. OTT, I went to the caravan today, mm. and it's the same feeling I had in my heart as you speak. same about satsang Sunday and I'm thinking what is it I have to bring to satsang and the only thing I could come with is to say yes yes you come with yes that's, that's good enough for me and the reason I went to the caravan because everything just feel like mosquito biting me yeah and I know it's because I move away from myself <laughs> When you say yes, it should bring a chill inside you for the opportunity it brings. Not yeah. No, but it has to mean something. It must begin it must begin to start a fire in you already. It must feel risky. It must feel I don't know where this will take me. It feels like a hot air balloon or like dancing or something mm. like just bigger than the body, bigger. Mm. It is the excitement of not knowing that moves you out of the lethargicness, the dullness of apparent knowing. Don't live a life where, is, where your life won't surprise you. To be so predictable is to be almost dead. But don't turn anything I say into a technique. I don't need any techniques. Inquiry is not a technique, it's simply a mirror in which the Absolute somehow gets the single flash of self reflection it needs to not sleep again. That's how I see it. You don't have to go towards it, just be open. Life knows what is needed. It doesn't need any help from you. But some, yeah, some, like, I don't know, I feel inside this, uh, this readiness, this, 
Yes. There is a soberness about that also. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be. I'm not inducing some emotional state mm-hmm. that you're going to think, "Oh my God, what came over me?" No, it can be a sober. It can be a sober surrender. You know, it can be kind of like a clear, conscious feeling mm-hmm. to jump over the cliff of your own resistance. It doesn't have to be. Ah! No, it can just be that actually, yes. It doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be theatrical. Moji, so. mm-hmm. today I feel uh, when I I'm inquiring, mm-hmm. I feel like. I, I kind of get tired of this person who is inquiring. Mm. I don't know because it's too limited, and I think it's always something that before I start to inqu- inquire, mm. it's like when I. But why should that response be so trusted? What 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 makes you so sure that that response is not part of the resistance of your mind that you listen to? Because if your inquiry is authentic, it should not end in any kind of disappointment. No, I, I mean it's, it's 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 good. This what I feel. Maybe I'm not expressing it the way. It's like okay. This is very good. This is like I feel like uh, when I try to ask who I am, mm-hmm. what is looking this person is trying to ask something is already what it is. The truth is, it's like always here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So like before I ask, I still. I am this always, I think, not think, but I feel like it doesn't matter. Sometimes I, I sit meditate and it's not, not make so different when I meditate and when I like watch television. No, sometimes the meditation is more mental and when I'm naturally moving life, mm-hmm. I feel the the same presence is it's watching the meditation, you know? Mm. I don't know if I it's okay. What do you call meditation? Like contemplate like look inside. Mm. Try to find the the truth. What is always here? Yes. It's the same as watching TV. No, it's what I'm trying to mean is like 
this one who's trying to to found mm -hmm. the truth. Mm -hmm. I think this one. I feel now is this one is not true. You know, the truth is always here. But how would you know the truth is not is always here if there wasn't the the, the questioning that stimulates that recognition? And you say, you know, the person who is always asking, why you assume it's a person asking also? Did the question say that it's a person, it's coming from a person? Why not think that uh, it is the intelligence of the being that is searching out itself? Well, we can call it a person, but if you give it the title of a person, then you're committed to that way of looking at it assuming it's a person, why not just the intelligence of the being was for a while fascinated with things that are time-bound and and impermanent and it's now searching for what is what is what is permanent, what is pure uh, and in the very asking of this question it's changing its focus from pursuing what is time-bound to being absorbed into the timeless. Why call it a person? Because if you call it a person, immediately you start to dismiss it. And then you don't benefit from the fullness of the investigation. You see. Sometimes the mind, or we, we think like this, it, it jumps ahead and say, what, you know, well, I mean, you know, what's the point of the inquiry when I know that I am not... You know, I'm not that. What does the, what does the inquiry harm you? In what way does, will it harm you? Even if you know already, you know what you look like. Why you keep looking in the mirror then? So it has a fascination for itself, and the way in which it gets back in tune into the juice of its own recognition. Is through this questioning, questions, who am I? And it's almost like it opens up a kind of, like a kind of mantra inside its own self, a mantra inside your own being. If you don't understand how a mantra works, but the intention brings it to life you're trying to get back to purity or to get in touch with your divinity or with God. The very intention sanctifies the, the practice, makes it true. Now, if you're practicing a mantra just mechanically, you know, of what value is this? See, the power of, an, of analysis and inquiring is that somehow if it's just mental I don't believe anything is just mental if it's just mental it won't last it will give you a headache it will frustrate you you'll feel tired you end up just doing something else giving up it may start off with some resistance but pursued earnestly it develops such a powerful fascination, powerful attraction for itself, that every other attractions perish. 
in the presence of that that urge it grows just like everything that you approach with an open heart grows expands then can you imagine what happens when you are searching for the truth which is your own self how fast will you will you process out what is the untruth because with everything else you are searching for selfish reasons but when you search for the truth all of life sings out of it even if initially you may start like for selfish reasons i want to learn the truth because you know i want to be a guru i want people to respect me the highest i want to be mystical it may start off like that but gradually as you feel the real fragrance your mind change and becomes very very pure we may start off like that for a seemingly selfish reason but the consciousness makes use of that somehow and something changes and becomes you know a real an authentic experience sometimes uh, in the realm of language uh, spoken word and so on it because our style of thinking can be so varied our ways of perceiving can also vary but how will we really communicate or hit the right note or feel the affinity with each other how will it happen by human efforts techniques and so on it is not enough you have to go beyond yourself you have to forget yourself and then it's like the universe moves in it replaces the little you and how does it work you don't know but it's just working beautifully it's just working beautifully because pride and insecurity really they put a very high tax upon being so much power is lost there Feels like it stagnates the being to be, um, and it's very silly, like to look at, to observe it, and 
it's but it it comes and it, and then it's observed and then or maybe I misunderstand it for vasana or a desire but then the seeing of it stagnates it but then it won't flow or fizzle not really I would encourage you to not give so much importance to vasanas <laughs> Um, I don't know why I'm saying this to you right now, because sometimes I'll talk about it and we look at the way of analyzing and looking, and you know, step by step. But if you will trust me when I say, don't bother about it. Don't bother about it. It doesn't really exist. This is what the consciousness wants to speak today. Don't bother about it, because perhaps it can be that these things are too easily accommodated by you. So it's time to stop it, to give no more life to it, to to throw out. You said the vasanas are stagnant because the person is stagnant. Uh, the self cannot stagnate. Mm. Mm, the self is bigger than life. It feels. Suppose you are banned from being a person. You are banned from being a person. Your person has no credibility, it's not accepted in this house anymore. So from now on, that doesn't exist anywhere here. It is not be um, respected, uh, it would not be accepted, it would not be noted or not. That's your admission here. So every time you're going to come and speak personally, I'm going to just say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I think for far too long, our idea of ourselves has been entertained by the world, you know, indulged. Why? Because uh, everyone is in the belief that they are their story, and that they are their story, and it's made the world a very stuffy place. So there's no room in this world for your story now. You came late. There's no room for you. You can only be true. You can only be the truth.
you've been requiring far too much patience. Because sometimes we feel, you know, we we have all this uh, all these ideas and nonsense we carry about ourselves, and nobody understands you. You know, only God has time for you. Well, I like to tell you, God has no time for you. God has no time for you and your bullshit. Actually, that's just asking too much. It would be like asking the truth to indulge a lie. It has no interest, no time. It has no. It doesn't. It doesn't compute. It doesn't. It doesn't understand what I mean. of being a person be dropped. I don't know. If inquiry hasn't done it yet, I don't know what else can do it. to our love uh, for being and our love for experiencing. And the feeling is that once you realize the truth, there will be no experiencing, which is not true, actually. There will be a perceiving, but not experiencing as in monitoring and accounting your experiences. as be The necessity for that is completely illusory. Consciousness by itself does not strive to retain an image of its last impression. It's ever fresh. So I speak like this now, speak like that, because there's a feeling that we have to search ourselves to see where our stuckness is being fed. What is feeding this stuckness? 
and we then we say but it's so hard i don't know something can always keep blocking me and so on which are all not true why should something block you from what from finding the truth what can block you from finding the truth nothing at all except our commitment to duality at the personal level or something i have some desire some 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 aspirations personally that i'm not ready to let go of it or something <coughs> which from the perspective of the true is completely nonsense is such nonsense is such nonsense, is such nonsense. but in the in the faith of the person it's in the belief in the person the desire of the person it is hot stuff it's hot stuff you know your world is on fire and god call you come with me but you feel like can I have a last cigarette before i come <laughs> uh, no <laughs> please just one man <laughs> okay, have your last cigarette. <sighs> Thank you. Okay, God. Oh, God. <laughs> have your last cigarette. Your choice is made. It's like that. Mm-hmm. Something has to be big enough. Sometimes, no? Not in every case. I'm not creating any single case. I'm saying there it can be in a lot of different ways. But it can also come like this that uh, where we are asking life to wait until until i fulfill my until my children go to school until i fulfill my thing until you know i i get my pension i get my pension I rely on my pension then i'll be with you easy like this <laughs> we have lots of tricks human mind a lot of tricks i don't know if it's good to talk like i'm talking at the moment but why not Right. It's very good what you see. My experience. Yeah. That, uh, it's like you almost uh, you stick a finger to my yeah. and this is actually yeah, that's, there's no point point to play about because all this complacency it's it's almost like coexisting most of the time. And this personal energy that's wants to protect them to kind of everything you say just it's like you speak from my experience and whatever it's worth I just I I just put my head on the block and uh, it is good attitude to it don't keep uh, defending your devils at least you see something and okay it stings from all ways okay okay put it out there put it out there put it out there you know feel the sting of it and feel the sting as okay put it out there okay put it put it in there in your heart you don't have to make a big you know grand statement to the world don't be dramatic it's just enough something says You don't have to go into the details on Wednesday I did this and did this you don't it doesn't it's not needed life doesn't need it 
sometimes just your yes for this. I find the simplest thing. There comes a time, of course, when you need to itemize. Is that just that moment? Yes, okay, and that, and that too, okay? And okay, and this as well, okay, for a moment. No? But it doesn't have to be, this is the standard. No, 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 you will know. This is why I don't, I say I cannot teach. You start to teach something, you kill it. It's fresh, it's pint. Look at this pint. It's fresh. can't tell you to be anything that can be more fresh than, than starting from emptiness. Not knowing what your next thought, what your next movement, what your next... Of course, within, in another strange way, there is uh, schedules in the world. It's part of life. Then that is okay too. Consciousness makes that also. But in the finer moments, in the finer things, in the subtle things, you cannot schedule the subtle things of life. You can schedule the most gro the grosser things, the practical things. This is life. It has to function. It's an order. It's also part of consciousness. Work. But in the subtleties of one's being, when you are being educated spiritually, not in the university, but inside discovering the ways of being and uh, this tell me please has anybody ever suffered that you know things you cannot share with anybody you cannot talk about them your tongue won't move in that way the thing that comes to you at 3.15 in the morning <laughs> how are you going to talk about it whole world is asleep. Mm -hmm. And even if it was awake, you can't talk about it. Mm -hmm. This is for you. Mm -hmm. This is a message for you. It's not so much a question of learning, but it's a kind of responding that takes place. When that warmth is in your heart. Understanding these things, one comes to know you're not you're not apart from joy. Consciousness is not apart from you.
one must know the difference between ego and self. things are being shown. All these things are being shown. Very gently, very not always gently. But why not gently? If you are gentle, it will come gently. 